In episode 58, we turn our attention to Christmas in an amen battle, a calling your shot, Christmas facts, and Christmas music awards. We're going to throw a little tinsel in with Truth and Tunes trivia. And always, as always, we will close with Fix Your Eyes uh, on this episode led by Don. Six in the Mix, a band of brothers talking faith. But we pray to a God uh, who has all power, uh, who is in sovereign control of all events. Fix your eyes, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Family. And my dad, I think, enjoyed that more than than any of us put together. But every time we'd get around Thanksgiving, he, he would name all of, all of our friends, you know, by name. And uh, it just, it was, that was a great, that was a great time. Sports. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Brett Favre pass. And I'm going to say that one is probably the most perplexing. Would have taken us to the Super Bowl, right? That was the NFC Championship. That's correct. Yeah. So yep. yeah, just like the, the Falcons, Gary Anderson miss. It's just unfortunate. In politics. I was supremely disappointed with the Supreme Court's decision of the health Join us on our journey. Again, we welcome you to episode 58 of Six in the Mix. As a reminder, please drop comments and topic suggestions on the Facebook page, Six in the Mix podcast, and find our videos on YouTube and Rumble. Please share with friends and family, especially around the holiday season, as they need to be encouraged or uh, they just need a laugh. Uh, should should be certainly a very uh, festive uh, episode 58. So, all right, guys, to kick us off. So we've done a few things, as I recollect, um i think this is our third christmas together as i'm thinking right and so i think we've done uh you know some favorite christmas songs i think that might have been last year might have been done some movies or uh something like that but i I did put together an amen battle of some of the most maybe famous or iconic quotes in christmas movies so i've got eight lined up for us and it only take about four minutes so um this is going to be the the one you I'm trying to see what you guys say as far as a, which one you say the loudest amen to as far as iconic Christmas movie quotes. Any questions before we commence? That's rude. Let's copy that. All right. Without any further ado, episode 58, Amen Battle. sugar huh is there sugar and syrup yes then yes we elves try to stick to the four main food groups candy candy canes candy corns and syrup Seeing is believing. And 
sometimes. The most real things in the world are the things we can't see. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us. God bless us, everyone. Christmas, you filthy animal, and a happy new year. Puzzled and puzzed till he's puzzled of a saw. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps means a little bit more. That's a Christmas present from a very dear friend of mine. That's right. That's right. Attaboy, Clarence. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Just Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's a fun one, some more serious ones. Uh, which one gets your vote? So I have, I have a confession. I have never watched Miracle on 34th Street. Ooh. I've never watched that. I have and not it, either. What? Seriously, <laughs> I thought I was the only one. That and Star Wars, I've never watched either one of those. So um, so I, I can't comment on that. But just from that clip really makes me want to watch that. I think I think my wife bought that from like one of those Walmart bins just recently. You know, they put the Walmart, you know, all those DVDs or whatever. She just bought one of those. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to watch it this this Christmas. So I'm looking forward to that. So I can't comment on that, but I'm commenting on two of them, and I'm be, I'm between two. I love "It's a Wonderful Life." That is my mm -hmm. all time favorite, yep. and so that that's high up there. However, I also know the background story to um, 
Charlie Brown Christmas. Hmm. And it it is an amazing story. If you ever get a chance to read the background of that story and how the Coca-Cola company, Ford company, and other people put that thing together and actually put it on. And there was there was a huge, huge pushback on should we have this character speak and and say scripture and they said if i don't do it uh schwartz i think is his name uh, mm-hmm. then then it's not going to happen and so i must do that and he put his entire career on the line to make that thing happen and so for that reason alone i'm going with it's a charlie brown christmas i love i love that that story and that that um courage that it took even back then in the day so great job linus Good <laughs> yeah quote. Jeremy, do you know when that I didn't I didn't look. Do you know when that like first aired? Was that yeah. a 70s, 80s? What I mean when Okay, here here's the deal. I I about 2 2 years ago, um I wrote our school's Christmas program and it just happened to be that story. And I just pulled that out just a couple of days ago and I I looked at all <laughs> the information there and yeah, it was it was an amazing thing. Um ABC, CBS, NBC, they all they all aired it and they continue to air it. Um 1965. And it was a, a Coca-Cola exclusive film. And um December uh December 5th, 2011, this was the quote in 2011 about this. Uh to Coca-Cola's credit, Mendelssohn, who was one of the authors of that, uh says. The corporate sponsor never balked at the idea of including the New Testament passages, neither he nor did the network executives at that time. The result, Linus's reading from the book of Luke about the meaning of the season became the most magical two minutes Mm. of all Mm. of TV animation. So says the producer, unquote. That was from an NBC producer who said that in 2011, most iconic animation unbelievable it's it's magical i i i love every every minute of the backstory of that of that whole show it was great well thanks for sharing man that, and it's funny that wasn't even planned right <laughs> yeah it's not like we hey, all right i'm gonna put go. this clip jeremy you got any background like that's oh. amazing man i appreciate you sharing that i didn't i didn't know all the background of that 65 i never would have guessed yeah yeah wow unreal that's crazy so i'm going uh, mine, mine is charlie brown all right, Charlie Brown, get one vote. Don, what do you say? Well, it's a tough one. I was a little disappointed I didn't see any National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation <laughs> quotes in there. I will forge on. I'd like wow, to do. I mean, I'd like to do some write-ins. Like, is your house on fire, Clark? No, Aunt Bethany. Those are the Christmas lights. Um, what else do we got uh nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family christmas um i don't know what to say except it's christmas and we're all in misery <laughs> hey hey don is your is your uh is your coming along fast in your video editing skills i think maybe next christmas you're putting the one together but it might be a pg or pg-13 <laughs> episode rating <laughs> oh man oh uh, no uh, no good no i i uh all those mo- i'd say i'd say i think most of those are 
we watch every one of those movies. Uh, not Home Alone 2. We watch Home, the first Home Alone. Right, right. It's a family uh, one we always watch. Uh, Miyokothan 34th Street is a big one. Um, uh, Wonderful Life. I, I think I think that's the most iconic. I got to go. I, I mean, the one I, the one I probably movie I least like the least. Sorry, Jeremy. But the movie I like the least is Miracle on 34th. But I feel I feel like that's the most iconic one. The, you mean uh, it's a wonderful know, life or miracle? it's a wonderful life okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 i've heard that i've heard that from a lot of people and and i think i'm endeared to it just because my family and you know yeah. I, I tie a lot of that you know to my dad and some of the things that he had as for just tradition yeah but i i agree and hey there's uh there's room for uh additions there by the way can i just say wasn't there a seinfeld episode about that like christmas or wasn't it like festivus or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, that was uh that was a seinfeld festivus festivus, festivus uh, for the rest of us yeah right? or something uh, like that anyway george's father created yeah. a a holiday that, called Festivus with an aluminum pole as the, the tree. Pole. <laughs> Stay tuned for next Christmas episode. Don will likely have Festivus as a part Great. of it too. Festivus for the rest of us, yes. The, uh, by the annual uh, of strength and airing of grievances. Yeah. <laughs> grievances. Oh, oh. That's classic. Oh, boy. Ryan, did are you are you sad that I didn't put the your current background in there? I would have been nice to uh, I, I could probably could have pulled a quote from that movie, but I didn't. Uh no, I'm not as I'm not as emotional as Don here about your selection here. Did did Don give an answer? I did he give give us I, one? I'm going to go with Wonderful Life. Yeah, Wonderful Life. It, I feel wonderful like that's life. Okay. okay. Yeah. All, All right, right, so we got Charlie Brown, we got Wonderful Life. Ryan, where where are you taking us? Yeah, I'm I'm with Jeremy on this. I I, I tend to go for statements that um, my my faith appreciates. So it's Charlie Brown, and it's actually the Polar Express quote where he said, uh, "Sometimes the most real things are what you cannot see." And so I, I like the truth there. I, I'm I'm afraid he's talking about Santa Claus, but we know with our faith we can't you know we can't see our our lord at this point in time but uh yeah those those are my two and i just want to say jeremy you said 2011 uh some of the feedback that you shared an executive producer or somebody said that as of 2011 yeah yeah okay it was 2011 yeah hmm. i I, it was it was surprising to me that it was that you know contemporary that somebody's at one of those networks i don't care what network you pick right. said that that that's what shocked me yeah so yeah i mean we need linus today don't we uh, i think <laughs> mm. for the shows that were being produced in the 60s and the 50s and uh yeah I, I wish we had more of that today more real truth coming out to the public to consume and to take in and to meditate on um, but yeah, I, I have to go with Charlie Brown. But I will say I did just watch my first Christmas movie. Like you all, we have our series of of movies we watch and uh, we did watch Elf last night. Uh, so I can appreciate as you know, my sweet tooth, I can certainly appreciate that <laughs> quote from from Elf I, and identify with it. Yeah, there were a number of quotes I could have pulled from Elf that would have been iconic. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a classic movie. Didn't yeah. he almost didn't he almost not do that movie? Was it wasn't there something about that role that that he was just not going to do that movie? I don't know. Amber told me that because we watched it two days ago, Ryan, just to 
let you know that was on our on our table too so anyway i think that's right i i don't know the story but that rings a distant bell jeremy and you have to think is it more of a, an image you're going to always be seen in that image and maybe that was will ferrell's thought i don't yeah, really I, want to be the guy in the green hat and the goofy suit uh going forward but i think that i think the movie did pretty well yeah yeah i think he's pretty happy he did that yeah <laughs> Yeah, for me, I, I've got to get a, I, you know, I typically close with the the strongest one, at least in my opinion. So, I mean, I could, I could easily say Charlie Brown, but I got to give a shout out to probably my favorite Christmas story, which is a Christmas Carol and the Muppets version is just stellar, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, uh, a Christmas Carol and uh, tiny Tim's God bless us, everyone. Yeah. Uh, quote. <laughs> so yeah some certainly some some iconic phrases again we look forward to don's uh mm, riskier one next year that should be exciting um <laughs> thanks for the teaser on that one don <laughs> impromptu teaser it's pretty by good. the way by the way question for you guys we watched our first christmas movie and do you guys consider die hard a christmas movie yes you do okay good yeah right. i've heard people not say that it's not a christmas movie so i was just i was about to throw down if you guys wanted to so <laughs> seriously i is is there anything christmas i've never seen it is there anything christmas related in the movie oh yeah really and Jer jeremy sent back to like yeah that's of course it's a christmas well, movie that was it like happens, it happens during christmas time the, yeah uh, the, the closing song is a christmas <laughs> is a christmas wow. song yeah my my father-in-law like stands by that that is his all-time favorite christmas movie interesting like <laughs> Yeah, no pun intended. A Die Hard with uh, Die Hard. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Matt, did you ever make that connection? Die Hard uh, and Christmas? No, no, <laughs> oh, no. Man. That's that's stretchier than Gumby in my opinion. <laughs> I just oh, watched the. You, when was the last time you watched the movie? It's been a long time. Okay, it's it's okay. a stretch. Take it, take it in, take it in one night, and you tell me it's not a Christmas movie. I, 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 I enjoy the, the action part of it, but uh, anytime you're blowing up a plane as it's taking off, I <laughs> well, don't that's know. Die Hard 2. That's Die Hard oh, 2. Oh, that's not, well. I, well we sure watched that stuff. one last We watched that That's Easter. <laughs> it is still considered Christmas because it is over Christmas. It is a Christmas holiday movie. It happens during Christmas. <laughs> it's in the snow. We got snowmobiles. We got. It's, uh, it reminds you got me icicles of that. going through people's eyes. Now, <laughs> now, now I'm thinking about this. I left movies out. Do you guys enjoy Arthur Christmas? Oh, you know what? We, my, I, my, Jen and I just talked about this today. Arthur Christmas. She loves Arthur. Oh, are so you good. serious? Yes. So good. I'm like, yeah. ah, it's just, uh, she had she and Lillian watch wow. it every year. And I'm what like, is yeah. it? I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. I don't. Need is it, it animated? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. You, is, you need... I mean, it is cute. It's good. I, I don't, I, I think I'm just to the point uh, where it's... I just need to argue it just to argue it for the sake of arguing. Cause that's what, yeah. what I have left now. So <laughs> anyway, there's, there's, so there's a, there's basically, it's basically like generations of Santa Claus uh, alive and all kind of vying to hold the spot. Cause every year that, you know, the, the guy who holds it gets to decide if he's going to come back or he's going to pass it on to which one of his sons. And there's a, yeah, there's a, anyway, the whole premise is they didn't deliver all the presents and the, the older son that was in charge, you know, was like a techno Tommy and just, you know, wonderful. But he was all by the book, you know, like all the, let's just do the tech technological thing. Look how great we are. And 
and basically said, all right, we'll deliver it. We'll deliver it to this kid within the realm of Christmas. And so that's what I'm thinking of, like, you know, within the window of Christmas. And so that's what I'm thinking. You guys are opening up that Christmas window pretty wide to fit Die Hard in <laughs> personally. But I, I've given it a spin because I've not given it a true shake, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got some christmas wrap in it i mean it's just it's kind of yeah, I, it might, I might be warming up to it then. <laughs> christmas wrap is all he needed to hear yeah that's yeah. it that's it i'm softening my stance already <laughs> so all righty we're gonna gonna turn over to don for some christmas facts i'm excited to see where this one's gonna go all right so christmas music Christmas music. That's facts. right. Christmas music facts. That's so right. there are lots and lots of uh, of uh, things I've tried to unearth out there about Christmas music to see if uh, see if you guys have heard of this. Hey, see if this is all a bunch of bunk. Uh, but um, first thing I want to talk about, and that is obviously we all know the the greatest one of the greatest Christmas songs to ever be recorded. Apparently is mariah carey's all i want for christmas is you (laughs) song song that was recorded in 1994 (laughs) on october 29th it was released now this song mind you is is beyond uh is, is reaching reaching astronomical heights i just want you to understand this the song was written of course back in 94 only took about 15 minutes to write 15 minutes between Mariah Carey and her co-writer, this guy called Walter Afonzi for something like that. Apparently this guy's doing not too bad because he wrote that song and then also wrote Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Mm. Oh, wow. So according to a 2017 report by The Economist, the song made over $60 million (laughs) in royalties. Oh, since it was since it's been released so this was five years ago and then in those five years streaming has only gotten more popular right and now the song has reached number one like three times already i mean in the since then so that dollar amount would be significantly higher in 2022 and when it comes to streaming royalties in particular um there's this place called broadband deals created by paper play chart that shows how much certain songs have made on spotify and according to the site over two million dollars on spotify off of over 500 million streams oh my god the song has now been streamed we're talking about now that was a couple years ago now it's been streamed over one billion times on the platform which would add up to more than four million dollars from spotify alone i'll just that's to spotify she's just making bank every year off of one song now granted it's not all going to her because i mean obviously there's fees and all these other things that they go to you know but but just i mean just the merchandising and everything that goes with that song alone she is (laughs) just the millions and millions and billions of dollars has been raked in on that song alone she just she just well it's not just but it's probably several years back i think she put out an animated christmas movie mm-hmm. that my daughter loves and we still watch us i think like a related to a puppy or something like yeah, that it's got younger. that as the feature song that. Yeah. so they just keep spinning it and recasting just, it and reframing it 
reinventing it, crushing just, it, just crushes. Wow, just my crushes. goodness, <laughs> goodness. Fifteen uh, minutes worth of writing, and 15 you got minutes, that. about fifteen I mean, twenty minutes. Yeah, fifty minutes might be a lot on the on the short side, but it didn't take. It wasn't like they were looking at it for days. It was uh, about twenty minutes, and boom, let's 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 knock this out. Hey, hey Matt, how, how many minutes did it take you to write the original theme song to this podcast? <laughs> mm, about that long. <laughs> ten, ten, 10, 15 minutes. What does Spotify have us running that yeah. app? You don't think it's a million? You think yet. I'm paying a dollar a month for it to go on Spotify? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They, they, they're paying me a dollar to take it off of Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly well, I, in the same ballpark as mariah huh yeah I, it should be but it's not unfortunately <clears throat> agreed so hmm. can i just ask a question here and this this might you know ruin some of the stuff that i got planned later but <laughs> anybody else get annoyed when that thing comes on oh it... when that song is played in every store in every place on every christmas station you're listening to and it just is like number yeah. one that that goes off every fifth song on the on the christmas station i'm i'm, I'm unbelievable humming i'm humming it if it comes on you have to hum it because yeah, that's it's a good you... tune it's a, it's 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 a, it's catchy that's the animated movie so helped it catch a little bit more in my in my head but yeah I, well I, it just it that just shifted it to another generation yes they, they right just needed right. to shift it absolutely I mean, that's it that's it clutch that baby and throw her in the second let's do it unbelievable all right yeah she's uh She's made bank. She's doing all right for herself now. She's she's come a long way. <laughs> all right. So the uh, another Christmas fact for you: Jingle Bells, the song Jingle Bells. Do you guys know that Jingle Bells was originally written for as a Thanksgiving song? Really, I, I did know that. It Somebody was told not, me that it was written by a guy named James Lord Piermont or Pier, Pierpont, I should say, back in uh, about 1857. Hmm. And uh, he wrote this song because he wanted to write something that related to the towns. He lived, he, he grew up in, uh, let's see, where is it? In Massachusetts, Medford, Massachusetts. And he hmm. grew up in this town. They ran annual sleigh races every Thanksgiving. And so the verses were written about a couple who were in a sleigh race and tipped their sleigh into a snowdrift. Hmm. And it wasn't until two years later that it was kind of, it was renamed because it originally was called One Horse Open Sleigh. And then two years later, they rebranded it, called it Jingle Bells. And it's been, been known hmm. for Christmas ever since. It was, also, wow. it was also the first song ever played in space. Huh. What? It's a good really? factoid. Did Die Hard go to space? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like Die Hard Five. I think they go to space. <laughs> I'm just thinking through this logically. I'm not doubting the story, Don. But if if it's Thanksgiving in Massachusetts, I have to think the chances of snow there is less it, lesser chances of snow in Massachusetts around Thanksgiving than even Minnesota. Ryan, Ryan. That was back in the 1850s. Yeah. Oh, our our global warming and yes. our you know our carbon footprint has yep. you know true. so what is today 
was not 150 years I, ago. You're so. right. And I'm not going to yeah. argue with you because uh-huh. I don't want any Facebook banners saying that you yep. know, we're propagating fake news. So, okay, fair <laughs> enough. It could have been really cold in November back then. So yep. lots, of snow in, lots of snow in Massachusetts at that time. Yep. Okay. Yep. I mean, we're talking good question before. though, Ryan. Really good question. Thankfully, I had an answer. <laughs> <laughs> o Come, O Come, Emmanuel, one of the oldest Christmas hymns still to get airplay. Hmm originally composed in latin during the 12th century wow then translated into english by john mason neal in 1851 Uh, it's been a while while. 1850s are crushing it yeah Yeah. 1850s 60s 70s that was a prime time to write hymns and carols because don i i mean i'm really interested in what you're saying because i wonder if based upon what you find out if you're going to know the answer to the trivia questions coming up later oh (laughs) we'll see (laughs) not a chance (laughs) anybody know who thurl ravenscroft is Thurl Ravenscroft. I, I remember a Thurl Bailey. I don't know Thurl <laughs> not, Ravenscroft. Not the basketball though. player. No, not Thurl. Bailey. I remember, yeah, Thurgood Marshall. No, no. no. <laughs> Supreme Court Justice. Thurl Ravenscroft. He was the singer responsible for How the Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm. He was that singer. He was also famously voiced something else. Does anybody remember? Anybody know? Um, the only singer voice I remember is Burl Ives. So that's the only one I can think of. So he's the one that sang like the "You're, you're a Mean one. one, Mr. Grinch." Yep, Mr. he was that guy. Grinch. Huh? He was that guy. What I, I, else did he voice? Does anybody remember? Is it a song or is it a? It's going to be like sacred. No, not sacred. Really? Okay. Definitely. I mean, I and believe I, this. My this guess ge- is shot. This gentleman, uh, it is believed this gentleman was a Christian. Huh. I will say that, but he is a famously a voiced um, mascot. Or a uh, mascot. The, the voice behind the Wizard of Oz? No. Hmm. It is the voice of Tony the Tiger from Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Ooh. Oh. Wow, the same person. That's interesting. But it is interesting. Right. Was that where I got? I don't know. Yeah. He's that's that he, guy. he died and they they had to get another one for Tony, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I remember that news story, but yeah, I don't remember the name. When was that, Ryan? Uh, see, that was back in the 90s or 2000s? Was that I, yeah, of, I, the 20 years is my time frame yeah, right now, okay. so that would be about so, that. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, he was a yeah, that voice. That was that, that that's iconic voice right there. Yeah. He made some he made some good coin. What was the last name? Thurl what? Thurl Ravenscroft. It's an epic last name too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like the next Lord of the Rings, like right. a villain or something like that. <laughs> or yeah. it's in Harry Potter. <laughs> he died in 05 don so 17 05. years ago okay. wow hmm. yeah my so... life has not been the same since but that's that's a different story <laughs> big crosby i don't know where to go with that one big crosby's oh, version of white christmas is the highest selling single of all time 
Wow. Ahead of Mariah. Yeah, still ahead of a Mariah, apparently. Uh, of just Christmas songs, you're saying? Just a high-selling single. So, oh, just a any single song. of any, any song. song. Yeah. Oh my goodness. High-selling wow. single, and I if I remember right, that song was originally scrapped for for something, and then that was thrown in in the last minute into Holiday Inn that movie. Yeah, yeah it's back, a great one, by back. the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah an oldie. Speaking then, of. And then they made White Christmas the movie after huh. holiday. Hmm. hmm. Good All old right. things. Yeah. What a voice. Another great voice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So the Beatles hold the record for the most number one singles, uh, Christmas Christmas songs. Yeah, what? Number one singles. Can you believe Beatles. that? The Beatles. Oh. They had four topping the charts in 1963, 64, 65, and 67. Cliff Richard, I don't know who this guy is, but apparently Cliff Richard, he was a big, he's a big to do in in England. He's English. He's he's got he's got he's second with three, and then wow. there's a there's a tie for second. Anybody want to guess the third group that's tied for second? It's a group tied for second with the most number one Christmas singles. It's a group. Beach Boys. No, good guess. Backstreet Back. All right. <laughs> they just came out with a Christmas album. I know. That's why it, it can't be that high selling already. Well, <laughs> Ryan, right you're in. the only one that would want it to be that way. How many times did you download it? <sighs> it looks terrible. I'm like, okay, where's terrible. He's already invested. You've got it. Well, you've got to investigate. I mean, I'm always looking for quality Christmas tunes. <laughs> well, maybe you should put this one in your uh in your in your uh your list here. Okay. In your cart. I'm ready. Because the Spice Girls no have way. three each. Have three as well. 1996, no 97, way. and 98. What 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 did they sing? Like I don't know. What I, was I, the that song? I did want to investigate. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Good, good control. Spice Girls, good grief. Remarkable. I mean, everything up to this point has been dominated by folks from America, whether it's the Beatles or Mariah Carey or Bing Crosby and the the group from England, the Spice Girls. That's that's remarkable. All right. Well, let's 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 break that. Let's try this one here. All right, the Messiah, written by Handel, yeah, uh, was first perform- performed on April thirteenth, seventeen forty-two, in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, actually, it was at a charity benefit. Mm. It was a concert held for for hope, benefiting three charities, and Handel sought and uh, was given permission from St. Patrick's and Christ's Church Cathedrals to use their choirs, and even had his own organ shipped to Ireland. To- for the performance wow. goodness! and to ensure that the audience would be the largest possible gentlemen were asked to remove their swords and women were asked not to wear hoops in their dresses hmm. wow. now the actual you know we all call it the messiah but it's actually just messiah that's the official name it's not you know the official name is not the messiah it is just messiah is the actual name of the piece and um, he composed 
the Messiah in just 24 days without getting much sleep or eating food. And while writing the Hallelujah Chorus, Handel's servant discovered him with tears in his eyes as he exclaimed, I did think, I did see all of heaven before me, and the great God himself seated on his throne with his company of angels. Hmm. Now, the big thing is that I just saw, I just sang the Handel's Messiah. We were at uh, at the um, Bethel Chris, Christmas Festival of Lights concert. Uh, Elena sang in that concert. It was just fantastic, man. Wow, do they put on a show? Hmm. Great music, just fantastic. All, all, it was just so good. Loved every second of it. Uh, but we sang, of course, we ended with the, uh, the Messiah. And of course, when you end with, when you sing the Messiah, everybody stands. Why do mm -hmm. we stand for the Messiah? Well, Queen. What's that? The Queen, right? The Queen? No, with it was the King, actually. The reason oh. it has its origin is, is that King George II was so moved by the chorus during the London premiere, which was a few uh, months later after the uh, Dublin premiere, uh, the London premiere, he rose to his feet, but, and because of protocol, the audience in attendance saw that what he was doing. And so they stood too. Now it's not been, that's just a theory. I don't think it's ever been proven and it's still kind of a mystery because there's no evidence that King George II was even in attendance at the premiere. And if he did stand and he was there, why didn't he, why did he stand? Why didn't he stand for any of the other uh, arias or whatever there was going on? You know, maybe, you know, some people think he was just tired of sitting. So that's why I stood, <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> lengthy. <laughs> <laughs> need to, need to you know, bend the knees a little. So <laughs> that's really interesting. Timely point to stand. <laughs> So, Don, I have to ask you this since you mentioned Bethel. I believe within the last year or two, I did catch the Bethel Christmas concert on a TV channel. I can't remember if it was public or what. Maybe you, you've seen that too. But they were one of the groups, I think, that were masking while wearing instruments. So was there a mask at this concert? No, there was no mask mandate. That might have been a year or two ago when there maybe uh -huh. was. Um, but no, not during this one. Okay. There was still a clown or two that was wearing a mask while trying to sing, but um, but other than that, no, everybody was maskless. Where where do they do their concert, Don? At the Benz, at the Great Hall. <laughs> oh, well, Benson, okay. Benson Great I'm, Hall in Beth. Okay. I'm glad you stayed there, even though there were a clown or two wearing a mask. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I didn't get it. Yeah. I don't know what the guy was doing. He, for, for for all I know, he wasn't singing because he, he didn't do anything. He just stood there with a the mask on and looked like it. No proof, huh? No yeah. visual proof. <laughs> but it was the 66th performance of the uh, Christmas Festival of Lights, they call it. Um, sell out every show. They did four shows, Thursday, Friday, and two on Saturday. My goodness. And uh, it was, yeah, it was fantastic. I, I can't wait for next year. I hope, uh, it was it was really good. I was really impressed. Really impressed. What 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 part does she sing? She sings alto. She's alto too. She's like she could probably sing tenor. Seriously, <laughs> but, yeah. She sings alto too. And, wow. Uh, so they That's have three awesome. choirs. They have a a woman's choir, a men's choir, and then the the mixed choir. And mm -hmm. um, you got to try out for them all. And she made the girls' choir. And um, and so not many freshmen ever make the women or the the uh the mixed choir hmm. um but uh 
but uh, uh, they had a couple this year do so so yeah it was fantastic and then they had the full there had the band and the orchestra play as well mm. so so it was just it was just really good i was very impressed mm. Very I'll have to see if it's on TV again. If you hear Don, let me know, and I'll see if I can find her. I, I I haven't seen a recent picture of her, so you'll have to maybe send a picture and let me know when when it'll be on. Yeah. All right, one more here. This is one that's fun. I I like this one. Uh, the Twelve Days of Christmas. Mm. We all know this this horrible song, right? Terrible yep. song. Can't stand it. Mm. I actually like it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> now, the 12 days of Christmas, by the end of the song, the singers have named 364 gifts. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when the, uh, what is it? Uh, how does it start, Matt? Uh, uh, on the well, it's on the first day. First on the first days days. By true love. First so when the lover, when the lover wants to give up all the gifts, it's 364 gifts he's going to give his lover, right? Her, her lover, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, are you saying so every time he sings it that he's given another one so, so like five so, golden rings times 12 so well, well i guess it would just be times what seven right i think that's how so we got a partridge and a pear tree and then two turtle doves three french hens four calling birds five golden rings six geese a laying that's not going to add up to that number though are we sure yeah know. Because it's only 12, because it'd be 12 plus 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So, in order to get your number, it'd be given it every time you have to re give the gift before. Like you'd give the. Let's hey, see. Yeah. Up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you say it, okay, on the first. So, on the second day, he's got to give what he did on the first day yep. plus the second day? Yeah. Okay, that's that. That's how they're counting that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I can see that then. In 2021, this is in 2021, mind you, a, the total dollar amount for all those gifts would total $41,205.58. It's a pretty pricey bird. How do you give a value to a leaping lord? Well, like, that's a good that, question. That wouldn't that is be like great... human? And there, there's no, I mean, it's incalculable. Well, value. that's a good so, question. So, so, you know, leaping lords. So, you know, just like yeah. 10, like nine ladies dancing, right? Right. Nine ladies right? dancing. Right? Well, well the, those are entertainment people that charge a specific fee, which we've taken into account. Oh, okay. And okay. Um, 10 lords of leaping. And like, so for example, let's uh, look at the nine ladies dancing. Um, you know, the Philadelphia Dance Company estimates that a salary of nine ladies dancing as entertainment, uh, they don't come cheap. So their fee for the last seven years has been $7,552.84. So, so that's, that's wow. a lot of dough. So do you, what, 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 what do you think is the most expensive gift? Uh, initially you'd think the five golden rings right right if they're if they're pure but uh let's see four well let's let's clarify that five golden rings are typically you think of actual gold rings but actually the golden rings in the song could refer to a ring-necked pheasants in keeping with the theme of the birds in the, throughout the song ring-necked pheasants uh those are those are pretty pricey but not as nearly as much as a golden ring. Uh, five golden rings or, or those types of bird back in uh, 2020 was worth about $845 for those five. 
it would cost that much. So, nope, it's not five golden rings. So those are actually birds, not actual rings. Those are actual birds. Hmm. You know, six geese a laying, seven swans a calling, four calling birds, three finch hens, two turtle doves, partridge in a pear tree. Again, we're well, all we got well, a theme going si- on here. If those six geese were laying golden rings, those geese would be pretty. pretty They're not crazy. laying golden rings. They're just five golden rings. It's a mix. It's it says six geese a laying, and then it says five golden rings. That's that's what they're laying. Six geese a laying. Yeah, like you lay eggs. Right, right, right. Six geese a laying. Well, the six geese a laying that's about six hundred and sixty dollars. That'll cost you that. That'll set you back six hundred sixty. So for six geese a laying. (laughs) So actually, the the most the most expensive uh, item on this that that the lover's going to have to shell out. Is the seven swans? I knew it. You seven do? swans are swimming. That was seven my guess. Swans, they're not a bargain, not a bargain yeah. at all. They're most expensive. Uh, yep. You know, you, you don't just see the swans just giving people giving away swans these days. Ryan, you say that with so much confidence, like you knew that. Like that, how? If he would, if he would have forced a guess, that's what I would have gone with. But I, 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 I was stuck stump because i couldn't think of all the different numbers and what went the numbers so my mind just kind of froze <laughs> yeah everything above seven i was it 10 lords of leaping nine ladies dancing yeah, eight maids of milking eight maids of milking yeah eight maids of milk that's an interesting so, one too. so eight that's, maids what of milking. that's what i that's what you know that's eight maids eight maids of milking you know milking maids are basically unskilled laborers uh so hmm. they're they're making you know minimum wage at best so uh, that's about 58 bucks a pop right i mean they're like they're dropping that's, a that's at the bottom level yeah they're giving them away down at kmart so. <laughs> oh, no. i thought i thought they raised the minimum wage yeah. that doesn't sound right Can you run your math again please <laughs> well this is 2021 we were still on oh, for that. inflation okay, that's right. for 2022 yeah, that was so. before the american rescue plan good call <laughs> thanks <laughs> John, these right. were all great facts. I mean, really, really good facts. Actually, there were some some really neat ones. I I I've, I did learn some things. I hope our listeners did too. I think mm-hmm. they probably did. So, this was you did the last one. So you've got your last facts out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna transition then, and I'm gonna talk about um, some of the things you you brought up. And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna start with this this statement. So you you guys have to come up with the song that is the most overplayed. And I I know there's, you know, we've already kind of discussed some of those maybe, but as you walk around, as you, you know, you're in your little, you know, bubble of whatever, and you have that constant song that just comes up over and over again, which of the songs do you maybe just know that it's too overplayed? It is, it is just annoying to you. And I've already given mine away. I think Mariah Carey's is the most overplayed and it becomes annoying to me. That's just my personal opinion. I did not know the monetary, um, you know, levels that that song has, has reached and, and will continue to reach. I, I can only assume, I mean, if she's doubling that on Spotify, you, what, what was that over four years, mm-hmm. maybe a little less than that. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, good grief. That's, that is some ching. That's for sure. But anyway, for me, it is a Mariah Carey's uh, song. What is it for you? Most overplayed Christmas tune. Uh, Ryan, I see you nodding. Go. I suck it. 
So I second yours, Jeremy. I'm going to go with Mariah Carey. Oh, so Carey. You're, with, you're with Mariah Carey as well. Okay. All right. So two, hmm. two against Mariah. That's, that's, uh, that's an ouch. Any, any other overplayed song? Um, Matt, what do you think? Boy, I'm really blinking here. Um, overplayed. I... Well, maybe just think of it, maybe with the word annoyed. You're ju- you just get annoyed when you hear it. Um, yeah, so shout out to my uh, college roommate in junior and senior year of college, brother Ben, would play... Uh, what the, what, what's that what's that hawaiian nonsensical christmas song <laughs> meli kaluki maka nonsense yeah. he would play that, that on repeat again and again and he tried to convince me i'm like you are killing me dude <laughs> just killing me i i hate that song <laughs> maybe because i've never been to hawaii if i go to hawaii maybe i'll uh connect with it but well oh, yeah you'll you'll be endeared to it but yeah yeah that's a nice choice i i do remember i do remember ben oh loving that song God. i mean he just loving that song <laughs> begging the ra to write him up for it <laughs> ethan we need you yeah seriously yeah. ethan where were you too busy writing me up i think seriously <laughs> oh all right, so two for Mariah. You've got the Hawaiian gig. And uh, Don, how about you? Feliz Navidad. Oh, oh man. Two that's, terrible. that's a terrible song. It's a great I, song. It, it's got like three words to it. That's yeah. all it is. Where's your sense of diversity? Yeah. It's about, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little ethnically harsh there, Don. Do you want to maybe retract that touched. statement? Well, that's, I, don't think, I don't think the Mexicans want us to know that this is what to, this is to hinge their Christmas carols on that, that song they're like that song's <laughs> gotta be the worst song they think is that is as a representation oh they're 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 upset oh. they're writing letters every year to radio stations across the nation saying, stop playing this song this is not the only song we sang in mexico <laughs> and you know that's the only those are the uh, only words that yeah you know, little kids can do they they just they, yeah. they catch that tune and it is it is mm-hmm. constant so i yep. agree with you don i think that's a that's a great selection all right so we've done some, you know, annoying and a little bit maybe overplayed. So let's let's go to the other spectrum maybe, and let's let's do your personal favorite. If you could narrow it down to, you know, maybe just give a, a, a couple of tops, but you know, your number one favorite Christmas tune. Uh, what is that going to be? All right, I'm gonna save mine for last um, because I've been able to think through this a little bit. Maybe I should go first and give you guys a time some time to think, but. Who wants to jump in? Favorite Christmas tune? It's easy for me. I got one. It's uh, Mary, Did You Know? And it's the version uh, by Voktiv. Oh, mm. yeah. I've heard oh. that recently. That mm. is great. That's fantastic. Mark Lowry sings it. Yeah, Mark Lowry sings it. He wrote it, right? He wrote it. He wrote it. He sang it with Voktiv. And oh. It's just fantastic. That's how uh, much how much has that song oh yeah that's never yeah, he has got to be wealthy just on that tune. Right. Yeah, exactly. I it's mean one of those types of tunes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mary, did you know that I wondered if that might come up 
I didn't know if Lowry's, you know, Mark Lowry would be the guy or if it would come to, because I think Pentatonics does, I mean, a whole bunch yeah. of people do been, it. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most recorded but, songs. Right, right. Yeah. Great, great song. All right. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Your favorite. So are you talking about favorite one to sing or favorite version to listen to by somebody or a group? Whatever, your favorite. I mean, you just, you you think Christmas and this one is at least, you know, one, two on the top. Well, what I try to do every year is I try to uh, think through a Christmas song and become endeared more to one song each year uh, whether it be lyrics in a song that strike strike to my heart a little bit more or uh, just the melody so I will say this over the last year that started last Christmas it's kind of carrying forward to this Christmas I really come to like the song it came upon a midnight clear and I like Pentatonix's version of it now there's a verse in it where uh, their lead singer I think his name's Scott um, he kind of slurs through the words i wish he wouldn't do that i wish he'd you know say the words so we could hear him clearly but uh i i really do like the version that they do of it came upon midnight clear um but i also say i'm also this year loving the phrase of hark the herald angels sing where it says uh, life and light to all he brings hmm. um I, I so i'm i'm trying to focus my heart a little bit more on that um that song and those lyrics this year all right, so two two hymns and uh, great great hymns for sure. All right, Matt, throw it to you. What do you think? Favorite? Well, I I can't pare it down to one. So from a classical side, it'd be John Rutter's Gloria. Um, that is an amazing one, right up there in in my mind with Handel's. Like just the instrumentation with the singing is just I mean makes makes you want to stand up. Yeah. Um, I love. I love the, uh, you know, Oh, Holy Night um, by uh, Phelps. Phelps. Yep. Is great. And then Acapella's A Tiny Child is always just, just struck me. Um, Really powerful. Mm. So Mm. that'd be my three. Well, very good. I I had two in my mind as well. and one that I, I thought might be a candidate for the most overplayed, uh, which is Silent Night. I love Silent Night. And I love it just because maybe, I mean, I, I love the words, but I, I it's it's nostalgia. It's, it's just a classic hymn. And it seems like every Christmas movie or at least a, a an emotional ride has some type of, in a, in, a, in a Christmas movie or something like that, has that song in it. And it's just one of those, one of those kind of like a Wayne and Manger songs where it just puts you into this mood, like all of a sudden, boom, you're there. I love Silent Night. But my all-time favorite, favorite, favorite song in the Christmas time is in the first light. And I know you guys are mm. glad haters. I know that. No, but that's that's their I one redeeming song. Absolutely. And yeah, that's the only song I listen to, really, um, from them. But I I I can put that on repeat and turn them the volume up so that I cannot turn it up anymore and I can sing that with them and I just get goosebumps every time every time I hear that song mm. I love that song uh just just great I I and just just enjoy it um all right so let's move to maybe uh just a Christmas album so 
maybe it's part of the album that you're uh, kind of drawing from uh, with your favorite song, maybe not. Um, but think about your favorite Christmas album and what that might uh, what that might be. Now, I have probably 12 or 13 different Christmas albums just, you know, on my back in the, you know, when you had to, you know, buy CDs and then download them and put them on your, you know, playlist, not, not the old Spotify stuff now, where you can just, you know, buy anything or just a single song or whatever. So I'm, I'm even going back a little bit further from that. Um, so your favorite Christmas album, what, what, uh, what sparks there? Do you have a, do you have a kind of a, uh, maybe a, uh, kind of a favorite album or something that you could just put it in and every song just is really good. It's just, it's just very, very um, powerful or maybe just um, festive or in the mood there. Who who wants to throw an al album out there? And we don't have to say, you know, this is the all time best album, but maybe that'll lead to that argument. Um, anybody get an album that you just love? Yes. This is the all time best album that I'm about to say. It is uh, Harry Connick Jr. When my heart finds Christmas. Oh, I love I, that. Is I my wonder, favorite. My if by far, hands down, my favorite uh, Christmas album. It's always the first to be played, and uh, I just love. I don't know what it is about that. I just love. Well, I love the crooners. Well, I love the crooners. I love Bing Crosby. I love all those types of you know those types of uh, that that type of uh, genre. If you Como will. Dean Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that stuff. So, so, so. Uh, and that's got a, I remember growing up with that CD and, um, I think Aaron, my, my roommate in at, at college, uh, Aaron Killian, we would play that illegally, uh, at Northland college for hours upon end and, oh man, that just brings up some great, back some great memories and yeah, I love that song. I love that also. So let me ask you this, Don, what is your, what is your comparison to Harry Connick and, um michael buble yeah they're one and two i mean i mean it's one okay and two, right yeah so, so, number so two they're close yeah well number two mind. album is is michael buble for me that 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 uh christmas album he has uh yeah boobs hmm. put, puts puts it out there which yeah he's just so good i, I actually i i can i i want i want to go so bad oh. to one of his concerts because he's i've heard he's one of the best entertainers right to hmm. right to, to uh to to, uh, to be able to be a part of well whenever whenever cbs or you know some of those some of those networks put out that um christmas eve kind of uh mm -hmm. concert yep. and he's on there i just stopped everything yeah. i watched the whole thing yeah, i, I love, love that guy yeah. his his voice man and just how he swings with his band and he just yeah. he i mean he can do anything he wants whenever he wants yeah, just the vocal range and it sounds vocal, amazing the vocal <laughs> just, freedom that guy has is just unbelievable yeah. All right. So we got Harry Connick Jr. Uh, as far as the album is concerned, who who's next? Uh, Matt or Ryan? Any uh, any takers there? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Matt and I have the same album, but I might be wrong. I wouldn't be surprised. It's uh, is the word family in the name? It, it is indeed. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Preach. Well, just lay it out there, brother. I'll let you take it. Well, it's for me, and I can't remember the last time I bought, you might say, an album, which might be on a CD or even downloaded all the songs from, from an album. But yeah, the Acapella Family Christmas CD that has 21 songs on it, 
uh, for my family, that, that really is a sign that Christmas is here. We find the CD player, pop it in, whether it be upstairs in the dining room or take it with us in the car. But that's been with us as we traveled across the country for Christmas get-togethers. And yeah, it's just a great. And I think Matt's song, A Tiny Child, is, is also on there. That's why I yep. was speculating maybe that would be his pick too. Yeah. Is that available digitally? Yes. It is on like Amazon or something. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, YouTube. I mean, I know, I know it's on YouTube Music, so you'll be able yeah. to find it. That is, it's a great, it's a great uh, album for sure. Um, mine is going to be. Um, I love, I love Como. I love his voice. It's classic. And I've got this out. I, I don't even actually know the name of the album, but it's his Christmas album. And it's got the crackly recording and it's vintage. And the first one I go to play and the, and the first one, I, I mean, just to put me in the mood and just, you know, break it out again and, and throw it out there is, uh, is Como. I, I just, I love that, that classic voice of his and it just sets the mood and we play it uh, kind of uh, several times, but um, especially when we uh, decorate the Christmas tree, um, Amber usually takes on the big Christmas tree. All our kids have trees in their rooms. And then we have a couple others throughout the house. We just go wild with Christmas trees. And so um, we played that, play a couple of other uh, good albums, but Michael Bublé is in, in there in his holiday uh, album. We we love that as well. And then I, I pick a lot of just acapella stuff. I, I, I enjoy listening to their, uh, to their album, but Como for me is the, uh, the best. So anyway, all right, that's good. What is, okay, the song you hate the most in Christmas? Cannot stand it. Just hate it. Now, there are a lot out there to pick from. And Don, I, I did a little history and a little digging here too. There was a... Uh, there was a Rolling Stones article a couple of years ago that was put out and they did this list of all the ones that were, you know, just hated, overplayed, hated, disgusting. And I found a lot of Ryan's bands on there, man. His boy bands just listed that all. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm going to go with the song that is the worst Christmas song ever. It's called the, the Funky Funky Christmas. And um, hmm. it, it was it was awful. In um, sync, I think did it. I'm pretty sure In sync did it. Maybe it was um, Backstreet. Anyway, one of those two. And I listened to it a couple of times this week just to because I was listening at some of these you know some of these songs. And quite honestly, I've never I've never really heard of heard it other than maybe I think I heard it one time and I turned it off. And then I listened to it a bunch of times. It, it's horrible it's the worst possible song ever is it called christmas. funky christmas i think it's called funky funky christmas yeah um anyway um so how about you guys what's the one that you just you, you hate you just can't stand it don't like it uh i saw mommy kissing santa claus okay <laughs> that was at the top of a lot of lists yep oh it's just yeah, Michael Jackson's voice is good for sure. Uh, just terrible song. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> Did he write that? I don't know if he wrote it. He it was when he he sang when so. he was a young uh, oh, he's right. a young boy. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, before he went off on his own. Jackson yeah. five time. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. Well, I, I do have a song I despise hearing. And if, for example, I'm looking at an album, like I mentioned, the Backstreet Boys, I saw they came out with a Christmas album. <laughs> I like good melodies and harmonies. I'm saying, okay, are there good carols, good hymns? Not so much. And one of the songs I believe I saw on there that told me, no, this isn't going to be good is Last Christmas. <laughs> I despise right. that song. It's Last terrible. Christmas, I gave you my heart the very next day you gave it away. Gave it, that, yeah. 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 I'll pass. <laughs> Don, I saw you freak out for a moment. What terrible song! Indeed. Oh, god, awful. If you try to redeem this, Don, that might be the end of it. You can change your pick, Matt. Go ahead. Well, it's funny because I was going to name that song, but that would have been like my ten-year-old self, like ten years ago. I would name that song as the worst song. Now it's one of my favorite songs for some reason. I love that song. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's what? because of this nostalgia of George Michael after because I always thought George Michael had this unbelievable voice that really? no one appreciated. I mean, that guy could sing amazingly. I don't, you know, obviously he was a yeah, I, whatever, but I mean the guy could sing. You can't give him, can't give him that. And he wrote that song when he was a little kid. And uh um I don't know, I just like the song though. I think I don't know I, I, if if it's just out of uh i don't know what it is i i, I really that would like be that like song. a great song at guantanamo bay for <laughs> trying to get information out of like a, Instead of know, water a terrorist yeah literally it, it, it just play that repeat. on repeat it'd be like i go. will tell you that's whatever right. you want to know that's right this is the worst song of all time unless you're done yeah unless you're done yeah. sick of that song at the top of my lungs <laughs> they'd, they'd want to take that Don's song great solitude yeah <laughs> I drive them insane. <laughs> oh, it is unreal. Oh, oh man. Seriously, Don, you're saying 10 years ago that you would have said that. And now I think I would have said that song for whatever I mean, reason. Yeah, I just did not like that song. I'm like, oh, I turn it every time it got on the radio. But now yeah. when it comes on, Jen wants to turn it. I'm like, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. We're listening <laughs> oh, wow. to this song. <laughs> <laughs> oh no you don't oh all right so what's yours don oh if that's not it oh boy that's a tough one yeah I, you know like I, I, it's i always turn yeah 12 days of christmas i think is a terrible song i can't stand it that's yeah it's just brutal. <laughs> that that well, to me is a guantanamo way song but not yeah, even I mean, by straight no chaser you don't like their version of it uh straight no chaser i don't know yeah they're all that's it's just it's just redundant it's it's the same thing over and over again i know i know they try to mix it up we'll try to do funky things for each one but yeah no it just doesn't do it for me mm. Yeah, I forgot about Straight No Chaser. That they've got a pretty good, you know, yeah, their, their holiday, their holiday album is pretty good. Uh, I'm surprised nobody uh, said anything about the Chipmunks. Does that song drive you guys nuts? That one drives me nuts. I think whatever they sing drives me nuts. Which which yeah, song specifically? Well, everything. But did, did, don't the they hula have just like a? Man, I, mean, I, I listened to the song it's just for the hula. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's right. That's right. So all my kids watch that, you know, we've got that as a little cartoon. So one of their, you know, Christmas movies and that's in it. And I'm like, I am not home when you guys are watching that. But then afterwards I have Kinley and Sophie running up and they're just like bouncing back and forth, singing this with literal chipmunk voices. And it just drives me nuts. Wow. Oh, 
I hate that. I yeah. hate yeah. that song. Yeah, if you could if you could take like nails on a chalkboard and turn it into music, that would be like the chipmunks. <laughs> that would be it. Just painful. <laughs> oh man. Very pain. All right. One one last one if we can sneak it in. What and we might not all have one. I couldn't come up with one really. What is the most underrated song in Christmas? Like, uh, you know, when it comes on, you're just like, oh yeah. yeah underrated that- Christmas song. Percy the Puny Poinsettia. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, Um, say what? Percy the Puny Poinsettia. That's it's a it's it's a it's a little engine that could song. It really is. It really is. It's about (laughs) perseverance, and at this time of year, it just comes together, and it just it needs to be out there more. Mariah Carey set you know step aside. Percy is coming to get you. Who wrote? Who sings the song? Is it a well, grader or... <laughs> <laughs> might See, be the prop we haven't found it we haven't found an artist yet to take it but uh that's because it's, it's so good it's so good it's just yeah a, a poinsettia's not doing that well on the shelf and it stayed perseverant until someone came and picked it up and then it just did its best uh to be a great companion at the house and and festive during the season it's it's amazing yeah i you guys don't know about this song you guys are looking at me like like what am i talking about obviously Uh, terribly underrated i think you just made the song up and you're trying to no 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 it's percy (laughs) the puny points i mean i can make up a song about a you know distraught christmas wreath song too (laughs) it went round and round all its lights (laughs) went out do you and hear it at the on end the radio, of the time? Man? Somebody, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Percy. Where do you hear this? Occasionally, K ninety nine five. Percy. To, yeah, it's it's the a persecuted. Persecuted. <laughs> what was summer. what was Jeremy's question? What's the most underrated one? Well, how come that's not played on the mainstream? Because <laughs> it's underrated. It just made my you voice. can't even tell us who you sings it. Gone group. <laughs> who sings it? That's it's so that's it's so underrated. That's why nobody sings it. I don't know who sings it. <laughs> Probably Dude. some studio band or something. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that Ben played this for you in your subconscious. No, sleeping. no, no. I, I remember my, I think it was on a uh, musical album back when I was a kid. My folks huh. had it and, and played it. And I just, I really took a liking to it. It's an underrated song and it needs to be played wow. more. So, hey, homework. So before the next episode, just... <laughs> Go to Spotify or your streaming music service of choice and give it, just give it a chance. Just give it a chance. You guys write it off before you even tried it. You know, don't, don't be so immature. Yeah. Open up your mind and give it, a, give it, give it a I shot. can't believe Ryan has, you know, the, the library over there hasn't, doesn't know about it. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised right. this is new to all of you. <laughs> Ryan, do you have any underrated, any, anybody else have an underrated song that just comes to mind? Uh-uh. I'm just kind of filing through in my mind, like what deserves more credit? And honestly, Jeremy, I'm, I'm going to say the song you picked earlier. I, I think that's the song I need to be playing at Christmas in the first light by glad a little mm. bit more. Yeah. I, I, I just, I typically have not connected that to this season, but it clearly is uh, the story uh, that we're, we're celebrating here. So I, I think for a Christmas song, I'm going to, I'm going to choose in the first light by glad and I'm going to purpose to play it more around my house through the holiday wow <clears throat> under underplayed wow okay all right don any any uh thoughts from you 
underrated well, if Matt, songs. If Matt can have his persecuted <laughs> poinsettia, don't uh, do it, Don. I'm gonna go. There I we want, go. I want a hippopotamus no. for Christmas. <laughs> no, 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 and no. It's no, another. No, ter- no. What a terrible song. That's right up there. That God, line song. terrible compared to poinsettia. No, no, it's, it's no. Hi, buddy. I hope you find your poinsettia. <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you guys just give it a chance? Just yes, give it a I chance. Will. We're trying. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, to I knew who, who's We're trying it. to warm up to it. It's the name. Just look up the name of the song. It's it's the spirit of the song. You, you guys will be more in the Christmas mood once you listen to it. Just give it a shot. My, my memory isn't great. But I've got this distant bell. Is it possible, Matt? You mentioned this on a podcast over the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. Okay, that's probably that's the very only place possible. I've ever heard that. But I don't know if I followed up, and I don't think I did. But I will. I will. I'm going to try to weave it into a amen battle here. Oh. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I want to say what battle? Percy? <laughs> per, is it Percy? What is it called? I'm looking it up on Amazon. Percy, Percy the puny poinsettia. Puny. Point Zeta. Yeah. Elmo and Patsy. That's <laughs> yeah. Yes. No yeah. way. That's that it. rings a bell. Didn't they, didn't they bell. also write Grandma, Grandma Got Run Over yeah. by a Reindeer? That's, no, that's, that's also the album. horrible. Yeah. So they're like the, the Weird Al Yankovic of Christmas carols. Yes. Sounds like it. So good. You, you <laughs> need that you need that perspective, but this is one of their more inspirational ones. Yeah. Inspirational. Yep. <laughs> that's it. <All> right. <laughs> Oh man. All right. I'm, I'm worn out after this discussion. That, that was, that was intense. All right. We got... <laughs> please move on. Please. Okay. All right. Just Ryan it back to you. Yeah. Get some tinsel with the truth and two is turn it over to Ryan. We, we go from good to great to the trivia contest now, which I know you all love these questions. So I actually uh, have to. I actually have to kick one of these out because we've already thoroughly discussed it. So I'm not even going to ask it tonight because it'll just be a mess. You've all acknowledged it, so I'm scratching it. That was my first question. So well, okay. is, this a, is this a guaranteed winner for Don? What, why, why are we scratching well, it? Well, it's a guaranteed winner for all three of you because you've oh. all, to some degree, discussed this song and the author tonight. So, okay. yeah. so, 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 give it. Give, give it. It, it was. It was. Mary, uh, did you know? Spice Girls, the author yeah. of Mary. Oh. Did you know? Yeah. Oh, Mary, did you know? Yeah. Okay. Mm. I thought so, it was Spice Girls. <laughs> that's question five. <laughs> or, or that's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to have a backup. That might be my backup if we go to a tie. So, okay. So that puts us down to three questions for tonight. So, um, yeah, I guess, Maestro, uh, you probably don't want to play music uh, for these. It's, it's all going to be tunes related oh, okay. as, we, as we think about this theme yep. of Christmas music. So, here we go. Question one, name is your buzzer, and uh, please make sure your answer is in form of a question because this is Jeopardy uh, format. Yeah. This Christmas Carol by Joseph Holland is celebrating 150 years this year. Remember, we were talking about the 1850s, 60s, 70s. So this would be 1872, mm-hmm. A Christmas Carol that was written by Joseph Holland. Matt. Yeah, Matt, go ahead. Uh, what is the first Noel? Uh, that is incorrect. A great Christmas Carol, but not, not the answer to this question. All right, done. 
Don. Uh, what is what? It came upon a midnight clear. Ooh, I, I'm growing to like that song a lot, but that is also incorrect. <laughs> Jeremy, any? Yeah, uh, I have I have no idea, but I'm going to say, what is We Three Kings of Orion R? Ah, good guesses tonight. Uh, no, this is actually uh, one of those deep crack carols we don't sing a lot called There's a Song in the Air. Oh, I do like that one. You do? There's a, There's song, a song in the in air. The... There's a star There's a in the sky. sky. Yeah, Mother's sweet prayer yeah. and a baby's low cry. I think, I think we saw, did we sing that at Billy at Pills for a choir concert? Did, did yeah, either, either that or it was one of the music gals. Yeah, maybe yeah, that, that's on yeah, so, yeah, that is a great tune. Jeremy, if, you, if you're if you picking music for your church this year, you can note that, 150 years, uh, oh, wow. Joseph Holland. And the interesting thing is, and when Don was going through all those facts, I, I keep wondering if he came across this. So this guy was from England, but I believe he, at an early age, was imprisoned for writing some type of song that was celebrating the storming of the Bastille, which happened in France toward the late 1700s. So he, he and England faced prison time. So you talk about prohibiting free speech. Brother Howland probably understood that to some degree. Hmm. Okay, question two. I think somebody will get this one right. This will be a little bit more of a familiar carol. Uh, this great carol invites its listeners to come and worship repetitively in its chorus. Oh, I can sing it. I, I can mm. sing the chorus. I'm singing what, the chorus. Jeremy. 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 Worship Christ the newborn. What is worship Christ the newborn king? incorrect that is that's part of the chorus but that's not the name of the carol ah. man i just can't go think of the title worship, worship, yeah wow did i stop um, matt yes matt what is angels from the realms of glory oh that that is is it. correct just came to me angels from the realms of glory a little bit more familiar of a of a carol there it's a fun one to sing anyway i i, I like it <clears throat> okay we are down to the last question so we can either tie matt or matt can win with no correct answer or if he gets it right so question number three this christmas carol closes out the legendary acapella family Christmas album as the 21st track. <laughs> well, I honestly, I don't know this one for sure. Okay. I don't, I don't know what closes. It, it, it's his, it's his, I th okay, Matt, you're in it. It is folks. Remember it's his favorite album. So I I've got good confidence. He knows it. I just don't know the. I just don't know the order of it. Um, uh, Matt, what is joy to the world? <laughs> even hey, Ryan, even if I'm wrong, you could say I'm correct because these two yahoos don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a dubs. <laughs> <laughs> two yahoos. 
Well, they've they've got a chance. So it is. So it is that's not, not correct. correct. It is incorrect. So I guess we're down to a dart throw from Don or Jeremy if they can come up with a Christmas song that closes out a 21 all song right. album. I got one, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy. Oh, oh, come all you faithful. What is Oh, Come All You Faithful? What is Oh, Come All You Faithful? That is incorrect. I don't even know if they sing that on that album. <laughs> it just seemed like a great hymn to end with. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great choice. I thought right, they... Don. Don. Can what? Don pull off a tie? Yes, Don. What is Oh, Holy Night? Oh, no. Incorrect. Did they not sing that one either? They do sing that one. Okay. They do sing that one. So, Matt, do you remember that acapella concert we went to in Marshall, Minnesota, back in the college that you were in college? I yep. was just out of college. Mm-hmm. We heard the song live, I think, for the first time. Do you remember it now? And we were like, wow, that was phenomenal. Uh, it, it was one of those moments where, like, we looked at each other like. I remember the, the song fantastic. at that concert that, that got me was Song for Joe. Yeah. Was the one that just blew me away there. I okay. and this is like a this is like a regular carol. This is a carol, like, or this is a, just a Christmas. A I tune. would say it's a Christmas song. I don't know if I'd call it a carol. Yeah, I don't think it's a carol. Oh, I thought it, I thought it, I thought you said you got to run the t- down when you edit this. Run back the tape because I think I could have sworn he said carol. Yeah, I did. I did. And, I did. He did. I'm not so, sure if it's so a carol. The, it, uh, let me strike look. the record. Let me look. Like that's. That's fair. You guys can't I get win. you cheating it, on the same page. Right. Yeah, I mean, gotta send codes in the right way. Let me. I'm, I'm gonna Google it. That, little poinsettia over there is that, that last. That last question is done. I'm the winner. Nope. Give I, me I'm the five st- golden I'm rings. I'm gonna stick with it. It actually, the original name of it was known as the Carol, and the rest of the title. So I, I think I'm right. I just don't put it in the hymnal. That's what I. I don't do that with the song. Okay. So, you ready? Carol of the bells. It is actually the little drummer boy. Ooh, that's right. It was called Carol of the Drum. Carol of the Drum originally, but huh. you remember that now. Yes. It, yep. It, it close it out. So. Yep. It was yeah because it was such a unique song to close out. Like I think we were we were struck by the choice and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was great. Okay, well, Matt comes away with a win. I think, boy, Jeremy had won, then Don won. So this is a nice little rotation we've got going on right now. This is great. This is what we call equity, folks. Equity. Stop. M with the dubs. M dubs. (laughs) Just call me the Vikings. Hey, can we get a bonus question? I want to know what your guys' favorite Christmas concert has been. Anybody have any uh, Christmas concert? All right, so Christmas I'm a little, concert. I'm a little partial, but um, I really, really enjoyed. And this is after my time singing with them. I sang with the Phoenix Boys Choir, but man, boys choir music. When <laughs> when the Austrian Boys Choir came over and sang with the Phoenix Boys Choir, hands down in a cat in a Catholic church, it was just absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. It was unbelievable it's just like a sound you just can't yeah. you, you can't explain it and it is phenomenal so i'm going with the phoenix boys choir uh christmas concert 
circa 90s boy three four something like that right. hmm and trying to think like i don't know if i've been to too many like concert concerts we took the girls i don't know this is probably six seven years ago down to severance hall which is like the you know like where the minnesota orchestra plays it'd be like the cleveland orchestra plays and uh they did it they did a concert you know for uh it was a christmas concert and it was it was really fantastic so Hmm. i'll say that i do love the i like it when you hear the instruments and the more classical side of christmas mm-hmm. um yeah i don't mind the rock and roll stuff that's that's great too but boy there's nothing like a great orchestra just filling up a hall it's a it's yeah that's yeah, good yeah I, I i don't think i've i can't remember going to a concert for christmas wow. outside, outside of you know church groups yeah. uh putting together a cantata or concert right I've got a few. I, I I try to get to as many Christmas concerts as I can every year. And I think there's a couple that stand out to me. One is I went to Jen and I, after Jen and I got married, we went down to Chicago and took in Amy Grant at a mm-hmm. Christmas, uh, Christmas show with a full orchestra. That was fantastic. I love Amy Grant. I love those alto notes. She just, she just is so smooth. Um, and then I did see David Phelps in concert on a christmas show Jeez. which was just in, incredible mm. uh just you know the old holy night you know just shook the house down and where where when does he sing that in his in his uh concert he's saying that he sang that towards the end but in his in his set uh towards the end of his concert um and because i think it was just after he put out a christmas cd um i think that's why he was doing that tour mm. back in the early 2000s but do you guys remember the the Young Messiah tour? Yeah, <laughs> Young Messiah tour. Do you guys remember yeah. that? Yeah, they, they had a bunch that. of Christian artists. Yeah, right? they had had yeah. a bunch of Christian artists. They included uh, Steve Green, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Sandy Patty, Larnell Harris. I mean, they brought them all in, and I remember going one year and just being, and they had a full orchestra with them, and they sang pieces of of the Messiah, and then they also sang some of their Christmas songs. Mm. And wow. It was just fantastic. I, it was, Ooh. it was, it was melted your seat good. It was just so good. I mean, uh, Sandy Patty, of course, just, I mean, and Larnell Harris singing Amen, and you know, just, I mean, hearing that live is just gives you chills every time you're just thinking yeah. about it, but. But mm. that was that was some of the good best stuff I've I've ever sat through oh. at a concert. So wow. Oh. Young Messiah tour. Yeah, I think they're a, so uh, no people. no pentatonics here, huh? <laughs> I haven't been to a pentatonic. I haven't had a chance. And I want to go to a Michael Bublé too. So bad. That's yeah. Those are my bucket list things. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, fun, fun trivia. All right. I think it's a you got a call in your shot here, Ryan. It's a no. Jeremy did the call in your shot. I think it's devotional time. Oh, yeah. we're we're at we're at the end. We're Fix at the your end. eyes. Turn All over right. to Don. Fix your eyes, gents. All right. Well, as a young uh, Donnie Geisler, I remember waking up on those crisp, cold Christmas mornings, and uh, I was the youngest of three, so of course Christmas was all about me. 
many of those years. <laughs> and I'll never forget opening up uh, an RC controlled dune buggy I got. I remember getting a GI Joe dragonfly helicopter once. Uh, opened up, I remember getting a, an actual handheld video game. You know, and back in the 80s, this was like yeah. cutting edge, oh, right? It's like Tiger. It was Konami. It was a Konami oh, one. Yeah. Man. The one with the little uh the yeah. one with the little the guys jumping off of the yes. building and you had to bounce the guys over into the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, imagine my disappointment, you know, my 10-year-old self was just completely owned by my two older sisters as they were playing it and they did not have the utter concept of sharing so i was just completely <laughs> completely pushed off to the side and couldn't even play with my own christmas gift still a little bitterness there but um, yeah a lot of pain a lot of pain <laughs> and resentment a lot of pain yeah so uh yeah you know there there are those disappointments too of getting jeans and a, and a pair of socks and i thought my parents just bought those things right just to fill the fill the christmas tree underneath you know just to make it look like we had a lot of stuff but but i never left disappointed at christmas really i mean the atmosphere was always something that made it special the art and pageantry we'll call it of christmas never disappointed and and like just what we've been talking about it was also the music for me that that was always in the background that made christmas so special for me every year and, and to this day it's still the music i still love the music i still that's what mm -hmm. i look forward to the most and i and i you know and i can't explain it why on december 26th it's done right? it's like a switch <laughs> it's off i don't want to hear it but, but right. for whatever reason between thanksgiving and christmas that's <laughs> all i want you know just bring in the christmas music and as the old as the old donnie guys learn now experiences christmas i'm you know i'm coming to grips with experiencing christmas through my kids' eyes is now in the rear view mirror, right? I'm watching their eyes. You know, I used to watch their eyes light up every Christmas morning. And now I'm, now it's, I would say it's almost like akin to watching my own disenchantment, if you could say, as I grow mm -hmm. into adulthood and, and I learned how to experience Christmas in a whole new way, you know, before having kids. So now as I'm, as I'm flirting with the half century mark, right? Coming up on 50, my Christmas days are numbered, I'm realizing. I'm coming to the reality that I have a fewer, I have fewer Christmases ahead of me than are behind me. Mm. And perhaps many of those who are listening, this is something you've come to grips with, with yourself. And as I can attest, getting old, uh, it's not fun, but does it have to be this way? And of course it doesn't, right? Of course not. The truth is, is that having, you know, so many Christmases under our belts, all those Christmas Eves with family, you know, time shared around the table, uh, eating dinner with loved ones, and all those years of dry turkey you put up with, or or the time you dabbled <laughs> with having tacos for Christmas instead of the traditional uh, Christmas ham or turkey. No matter what bad experiences you may have had at Christmas, one thing has always remained the same. It's never been kept hidden uh, in the guest room. It's never been disguised in, a, in some Christmas carol. Uh, it's never been sold out in a, at a shopping mall. We all know, of course, what it is. It's, it's the reason for the season. It's not the gift of Christmas. And if there's always one thing we can count on every Christmas, every Christmas season, we know that Satan's at work and he's working overtime to have us forget about why we celebrate the birth of Christ this time of year. I had actually got an example of this just a few weeks ago. I found this in Reuters back on November 27th. 
of this year. Maybe you heard about this. And I'll read just a brief snippet of it. It says, uh, the Dean of Trinity College in Cambridge has called speculation that Jesus Christ might have been transgender. The Telegraph reported on Saturday, Dr. Michael Banner made the statement in defense of a junior uh, research fellow who claimed that Jesus's body incorporates both masculine and feminine features. During last Sunday's Evensong service in the college chapel, Cambridge research student Joshua Heath displayed Renaissance and medieval paintings of Jesus's crucifixion while asserting that one of the wounds on his body takes a decidedly vag vaginal appearance, according to the newspaper. To prove his point, Heath used the 14th century painting Pieta with the Holy Trinity by Jean Malouil, which is part of the Louvre's collection in Paris. The painting depicts Jesus's, Jesus with a, a side wound from which his, the blood is streaming down to this groin. Heath said, in Christ's simultaneously masculine and feminine body in these works, if the body of Christ is as these works suggest, the body of all bodies, then his body is also the trans body. The only good thing I could find in this, in this report, it says the congregation was apparently shocked with one of its members telling the Telegraph that he left the service in tears. He said that he was contemptuous of the idea that by cutting a hole in a man through which he can be penetrated, he can become a woman, describing the opinion as a heresy for our age. Now, the dean, uh, Banner, stated in comments seen by the Telegraph that he thinks the speculation by his junior researcher was legitimate, whether or not you or I or anyone else disagrees with the interpretation. It says something about, uh, says something else about the artistic tradition or resists its application to contemporary questions about transsexualism. And at the same time, the Dean insisted that while the opinion of the speaker's own, it's not the opinion of the speaker's own, he would not issue an invitation to someone who I thought would deliberately seek to shock or offend the congregation or speak against Christianity. Now, this uh, this dean from Trinity College and also the, maybe the junior researcher has no doubt rejected the truth of the Bible at this point, right? I think we can agree on that. Instead of inserting his own truth into something, he perceives to be his truth. And it's a distraction and a complete mockery of who Christ is and what Christ has done. He came to earth as a newborn baby so that he would grow to be a man and be nailed to a cross. And there's nothing more than that that we can do that can make Christmas out to what it means to be. I love Paul's reminder uh, to the Peter, to Peter of the truth of the gospel in Galatians 2, 15 and 16. It says, you and I are Jews by birth, not sinners like the Gentiles. Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law, for no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. John Galatians 2, 15 through 16. Oh, that, verse 15, he says, it says, Gentiles were sinners in that they did not have the law and could not obey God's command. Paul was using the categories of Jewish thinking, I think, and kind of making strong irony in the light of the sinful condition of all people. And then in 16, he says, Jews and Gentiles alike are sinners. And the good news requires both Jews and Gentiles to acknowledge that they are a sinful 
and need of, and in need of God's grace. This is the rock solid truth of the gospel. As Paul says in verse 21, a little later on, he says, for if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there is no need for Christ to die. And this is what we need to be reminded of every time we slip into that legalism uh, or slide into lawlessness, or dare I say that during this Christmas season, while we try to place an emphasis on the material things that Christmas is not. I've reminded the, uh, the powerful hymn, and with this I'll close, the powerful hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, one of the most oldest hymns ever to be recorded. In one of the verses, it says, O come the branch of Jesse's tree, free them for Satan's tyranny, that trust your mighty power to save and give them victory o'er the grave. Wow. Well, what a great finish. That is a wrap on a Christmas-themed episode 58 on this, the fourth day of December, Year of Our Lord, 2022. This was Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at Six in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at Six in the Mix Pod. Join us on our journey.